0: Welcome to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, mindset coach and imposter syndrome expert. And I'm here to tell you that imposter syndrome isn't a life sentence. It's just a dysfunctional way of thinking. If you feel like your ideas are unoriginal, that your message isn't necessary or important, or like you're a complete and total fraud, then you've come to the right place. Time to kick your inner imposter to the curb and create life-changing results for you and your clients. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, business mindset coach and imposter syndrome expert, and I help coaches and service providers shift their belief systems to embody the next level versions of themselves and create consistent income in their businesses. So that looks like releasing old patterns and old thoughts that aren't serving you, uncovering some subconscious things from your past experiences that may be contributing to the actions and the behavior. That you're exhibiting today and helping rig your brain and your mindset. In your favor, in terms of thinking like an entrepreneur, stepping outside of the employee space and outside of the space and the identity that so many people in your life have of you, and really stepping into that business identity. And I have private coaching spots available, and these spots are for coaches or service providers who want to scale their business into six figures and want to do so in integrity with their mind. So they want to feel good as they're doing it, they want it to be simple and sustainable sustainable and effective and you just have old thoughts and old beliefs that you are trying to rid of you're trying to step into that next level identity and you don't quite know exactly what that looks like but you know that it is necessary in order for you to scale your business into six figures and beyond so private coaching might be for you. There is so much growth and expansion and freedom in private coaching, and it is one of the most transformational containers that you will ever be in, whether it's with me or with another coach, but It's so fun. It's it's the most fun. So you can go to the link in my show notes and click the link there where you can book a sales call with me and we can see if we're a good fit. And then we'll kick off our relationship together with a two hour deep dive in which we deep dive on the beliefs that are coming up the most the stuff that you want to work on within the next six months. And then after that intensive, then we meet three times a month. You also have access to me via Voxer, 24-7 access to me. So you can get spot coaching between our coaching calls. And you also get lifetime access to my passive product suite, which includes the From Imposter to Empowered course, the Energy Management Bundle, the Perfect Launch Vault, Really amazing. Oh, you also get access to the Empowered Energy membership, which is my monthly membership where I go live every week. We either do EFT tapping or we do breath work. And then you can go into the client portal and see all the replays from the membership because it's been running since March of twenty twenty one of this year. So I had this like thought today. I'm like, oh my god, I should tell them about (laughs) what I'm up to. So thing that I didn't mention in one of the last episodes is I'm on Jenny Craig. And when I say I'm on Jenny Craig, let me tell you why I thought to tell you this. And it's because I truly believe that the work that we do on our brain and on our body is work that is not super common or normal or whatever you want to say. In the world right now, like we're still in that space of life where people think if you go to therapy, there has to be something wrong. I honestly feel like after being on TikTok, there are a lot of people who really relate to the mental health movement, and they're normalizing it way more, which is amazing, but there's still a long ways to go. And the reason why I think being so aware of ourselves and our thoughts and our emotions is because we don't realize how subconscious a lot of our patterns can be, how Conscious, a lot of our actions can be I feel like I lived a lot of my life on autopilot until I woke up essentially in terms of being so aware of how I was talking to myself and so aware of the thoughts and the experiences that were holding me back I generally used to believe that like I wasn't worthy of love because I had a stutter and I just think that that is the most ridiculous concept but I believed it so strongly and that's kind of like what happens when we don't have that awareness. Awareness and when we don't go to therapy or when we don't do this work and I think just being an online entrepreneur and the reason why you're here as well is because you see the value in it even if you don't completely think like you see total value in it but now you're starting to realize oh my god my mind literally controls everything and not in a guilty shamey way but in a way of like you can create your reality and that is so fucking empowering so why am I telling you about jenny craig <laughs> Because when my childhood home burnt down in October of 2020, my sister moved in with me and dustin and i have a pretty decent sized house like we have three bedrooms unfortunately she used my office as her bedroom so i kind of lost my office which is totally fine because at that point i still wasn't full-time in my business so i was still working full-time for the government here in canada and essentially i also didn't realize that i had adhd which when you're listening to this i might have a diagnosis i'm not sure yet but i am going to get assessed for ADHD. And one of the things there is you are potentially prone to overeating because you're looking for that dopamine. So I've always been like a sweets person. I just love food. Like I love all kinds of food. I feel like I'm a little bit lactose intolerant. Again, like I really overshare on this podcast, but um, I feel like I'm a little bit lactose intolerant, but that doesn't stop me from eating whatever the fuck I want. So When we had a really traumatic thing happen with our childhood home literally burning to the ground and our cat passing away, it was really traumatizing for me. And as somebody who is learning and has recently learned within the last couple of years to really feel her emotions instead of just stuffing them down, I felt like I was in survival mode and I had to like run my business. I still didn't feel super secure. I was having consistent income, but I was so afraid it was going to go away, so I still didn't have that safety in my body, even though the money was coming in. And I was basically numbing my emotions with food. So of course, also with the pandemic and being home all the time and not being super active, like I definitely gained a little bit of weight. And it's been a journey with just assessing my thoughts and diet culture and what I believe about myself with a couple extra pounds, especially because I look back at pictures of myself even just a couple of years ago or even when I was like 18 or something and be like I used to think I was so fat back then so it's kind of a trip when you're so aware of your thoughts and your feelings because I'm like okay is this body dysmorphia what's going on here but I also know that skip the dishes was my BFF during the pandemic me and Dustin spent so much money on ordering out and like usually I wouldn't share this information because I feel like I don't know it like looks like i eat out a lot and spend a lot of money on food or whatever but i actually did this webinar with carl Thyle and if you don't know her she has the podcast unfuck your brain and i started listening to that back before i even had a business it was literally like i think she launched it actually in 2017 or 2018 But she was one of the first life coaches that I ever started to listen to and follow and her podcast is so good. So you need to go and listen to it. But she had a webinar on body image and she said that people used to say and this is where it started that if you were overweight, you didn't have control of yourself. So the embarrassment that I felt was around like looking like I didn't have control over my eating. And when I had that revelation, I was like, oh my god, like that is so gross and shameful that I would have that thought pattern and that like I was bullied or shamed into thinking that whether I internalized it from a person, whether I internalized it from society or the media, whatever, it doesn't matter. But that's what I was thinking. So that's why I really wanted to share this with you is I was so emotional to the point of not even realizing how much it was impacting my overall Eating until I was like, Oh, shit, like, I've gained like, more than a couple pounds. And like, I didn't even realize how it happened. Because I was numbing my emotions and I just think it's really important to be open on our platforms and be like there's always a struggle going on behind the scenes it doesn't have to be life ending or business ending at all but there's always something that we have going on and to remember like when you look at your favorite coach your favorite service provider or whatever on Instagram like you really are only seeing the surface level so Anyways, I'm on Jenna Craig because my sister in law actually lost like 20 pounds on it and she looks amazing. So I was like, Okay, so good. Like, I'm gonna try it. I also hate cooking and I feel like it's such a chore. And I guess that's another piece of like neurodivergence because there's just so many steps in terms of like buying the groceries and then prepping the groceries and then making the food every day. It feels like impossible. So, first of all, I'm sure you guys are sicker of hearing me talk about ADHD on this podcast. When and if I get diagnosed, you'll be the first to hear it, but it would just make so much fucking sense. Anyways, so. Whatever size you are, whatever happened during the pandemic, whatever you experienced, if you are experiencing something similar to me, and you're making yourself feel bad about it, you are a human, you are allowed to exist, you are allowed to take up space, examine the thoughts that are probably not yours when it comes to diet culture and gaining weight and all those things, celebrate your body, you don't have to love your body, but you can be neutral about it in terms of being like, this is a human body, and I'm gonna feed it and I'm gonna work." out and I'm going to take care of myself and we're all just doing our best and remember that 2020 was fucked up for a lot of different reasons and you survived you survived and you're here you're running your business and now you're like Jill can you get to the fucking point okay we're gonna get to the point Today, I want to talk about something a little bit controversial that people don't like to touch at all because they're scared that they're doing it, okay? And no shame if you are somebody who is inspired by other people and then it inspires you to write a post or to do something similar to somebody else. But let's talk about copying other people. And the first thing that I have to say with this is when you are talking about somebody else's concept or when you get inspired or when there's a quote and you see it, give credit. And I think the reason that people sometimes don't give credit, there can be a couple reasons. And sometimes they feel really shitty, but stick with me. When I was really insecure in myself and my niche and what I was doing with my business, when I didn't want to give somebody credit for something, it was because I was afraid that I was giving away my business. So if I said a quote or something, again, I have never like outright copied somebody, but I'd be like, Oh, I don't know where I heard this quote. Like this is like. Three or four years ago, but like if it was somebody who I knew in the online space, I would be hesitant to even share the information because I had this egoic thing going on that I didn't want people in my audience to see that this person said it or this person came up with this, so then they're gonna go and work with them. So that actually stopped me from even sharing the content in the first place because I was just so like in scarcity when it came to my audience and in scarcity when it came to clients. So that made be something that is blocking you from giving credit. You also may refrain from even just talking about what somebody else does or not wanting to give credit, because you're afraid that nothing you say is original. Like you're afraid that you don't actually have anything original to say. And this is actually tied to imposter syndrome, which is why I'm talking about it. Because you may think to yourself, I don't have anything original to say. I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm talking about. People are going to see that I'm referring to this research, or I'm referring to this other coach, or I'm explaining a concept that my coach told me and they're going to think, okay, don't you have any of your your own ideas, that's probably what you're internalizing. Another thing I want to say is nothing is original, like nothing that you have heard in terms of a quote, it's just words put together in a different way that hits in a different way. There is no metaphor that my coaches have shared that I haven't heard before or that they haven't heard from somebody else. There are some of the most life changing concepts that I have shared with my clients. And I have fully said this is not my idea, like this is not my concept but I want you to reframe it in terms of why would you keep information away from your clients that could help them? Why would you just choose to not share it or beat yourself up about it not being original when the whole point is to share value and to give value to your audience and to your clients? That's really like a step over your ego in terms of first of all nothing you say is original because everything has been said a million times and when i say nothing is original it's because you've gotten that concept from somewhere before something sparked your imagination and then you created a concept and like i have a signature methodology I have unique frameworks and concepts, but they are also derived from all the education that I have in psychology and the certifications that I have in neuro linguistic programming and breathwork and becoming a Reiki master like these are all a conglomeration of the education and experience that I have gleaned from listening to other people from being in courses. And that doesn't mean that it's not original to you. It just means that if you're truly trying to be like, I'm just not an original person, let me save you the trouble and saying nothing is truly original okay so don't worry you can say things in a different way and do things in your own unique way and you can own that there is no policeman walking around saying hmm This doesn't sound exactly like it came from you. And I think that's also something that is just like so prominent in our brains when we feel like frauds. When you don't feel good enough, you are thinking that there is going to be a person or a coach or somebody who is going to call you out and say this wasn't your idea. And yeah, if you're explicitly copying somebody and not giving them any credit and you're literally regurgitating their concept or their signature framework or whatever, then yes, it is quite possible. I had a coach who had a client that paid for her program just so she could completely replicate the program and then sell it herself that is blatant plagiarizing (laughs) just like in university when somebody used to write or copy someone's entire essay or paper whatever from the internet and then hand it in that is plagiarism but if you're listening to this you're not a plagiarizer and you are not intending to copy people out of malice you are doing so because you yourself don't feel good enough and you feel like everybody's ideas are better than yours so like i said this is an indicator of imposter syndrome in terms of you don't think that what you have to say is good enough or valid enough or interesting enough so let's go back to when you were a little girl or let's go back to even during school or university high school whatever and maybe you had a caregiver or somebody in your life who constantly questioned you or maybe you thought that you had to constantly prove what you knew or prove what you thought or just because you thought it somebody was like no this doesn't count like that's not true if you have somebody that constantly fucking gaslit you I have a couple men in my life who constantly did and still constantly do but If you had that experience, you may have learned to just not trust yourself and not trust that you don't have a good sense of creativity or a brain that can come up with unique things. So you either never nurtured your own inner trust to trust yourself to birth concepts or ideas and then put them out into the world. Or you've never learned to nurture your own creativity because you think what's the point because I can't come up with anything original or good anyways. So essentially, you might have experiences where you were constantly gaslit and told, this isn't true, this isn't right. And let me tell you, the amount of times that I have bought a course or worked with somebody and they had a concept or a framework that I was like, wow, this is actually like, not simple in the way of easy, but simple in that they just put words down on the page. They just created this concept and they believed that it was good enough to put out there so people could start to use it and to see if it works. And that's the thing as a service provider and as a coach, you may be thinking to yourself, this isn't good enough, but that's because you haven't been able to help your clients get the result yet. And that's why you need to have that faith and trust in yourself that what you know, and what you think is good enough is worthy, because then you have the guts to put it out there and have your clients try it and have you try it and see if it actually does work. And then if it doesn't, fine-tune the details, fine-tune the process. There's nothing that has gone wrong here. Every concept or every idea has been born out of research, out of trying something and fucking it up and then trying again and working on it and fixing it like the worthy woman methodology is a process of uncovering releasing and rewriting your limiting beliefs and it took me a while to really figure out how exactly that's gonna look but i took the messy action anyways i tried it with my clients i implemented it in like several different ways and now it's my signature methodology to help my clients release limiting beliefs Another thing is that creativity doesn't thrive in comparison. So you constantly looking at everybody else's stuff, you're thinking that it's going to inspire you. And you may see like a concept or a graphic that you're like, hey, that's a really cool way to do a graphic and share information. I'm going to do this too. And that's totally fine. But Also, you need to learn how to nurture your own creativity, you need to learn to reach down into what you know and what you think and get out into nature, have a shower or a bath, meditate, do things that are going to help spur your creativity in terms of leaving space for your mind to breathe and you will be surprised at when you start nurturing your creativity and doing hobbies that you like like coloring or horseback riding or doing whatever you want you begin to come up with your own unique ideas but constantly scrolling and looking what everybody else is doing is because you think that what you know, isn't good enough. And of course, that's why we hire mentors. That's why we hire guides. So when it comes to the strategic side of things, and we need some guidance, that's who we can revert to. But you are basically looking at what somebody else is doing and just thinking this is the way it should be instead of nurturing your own creativity, your own spark, because that's what sets you apart in the online space. And again, I want you to examine your thoughts in terms of why you don't think that what you know and what you do is good enough. Just like when I became a mindset coach, there are so many mindset coaches in the online space. There's self-love coaches, there's healing coaches, all of these things. And I would tell myself like, nobody wants this. There is so much evidence to prove that all these people want this type of coaching. There are so many successful coaches out there who do mindset, but... I was telling myself that nobody wants to learn mindset from me. And it was about my thoughts and what I thought about myself and how I did my services. So examine those thoughts. And when you believe you're good enough, It doesn't matter what you produce, you know, that it's epic, and it's going to change someone's life. This really changed for me when I started to do trainings and resources for my clients, I just released them out my ass. Like I had so many EFT tappings and hypnosis tracks and meditations and trainings on content and sales and all those things that are inside of the worthy woman method, I would not have been able to do that a year or two ago, because I was constantly thinking that it had to be perfect. I was constantly thinking like this isn't good enough how i explain this isn't good enough but i just have to steamroll over those thoughts if they happen to come up because i believe that what i have to say is valuable and i can help change somebody's life and i just have to get over my own bullshit get past that block in my head that's not even really physically there it's just something that i'm thinking in order to share my value and share my message and again when you believe that you are good enough to help someone get a result when you believe that you are good enough to help somebody in general it doesn't matter what you produce because you know that it's going to be good and this also kind of takes away that perfectionist line of thinking whether you're like oh I don't want to go live or Ugh, I don't want to upload this post or write content it could be because you're in a perfectionist way of thinking like nothing you say is good enough and you need to say the right thing but it could be Because you're questioning if what you know and what you think is good enough and you don't believe in yourself. And that is where the work is. That's always where the work is, guys. So, if you're like, oh my god, Jill, this spoke to my soul private coaching I only have a couple spots available for the end of 2022 I'm starting up with a brand new client when you're listening to this in September I'm so excited about that and I am just so excited to see where the end of 2021 and then 2022 is going to take me so I love you guys so much Mwah! so much <laughs> I sound like I'm fucking from New Jersey there I'm not I'm Canadian and I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week thanks so much for listening to the from imposter to empowered podcast check out the show notes to get started on your free three-day challenge to overcome your inner imposter once you're done listening today screenshot this episode and share it to your instagram story tagging me at your coach jill so i can share it on my page see you next time